everyone, and welcome back to the Reps Podcast. I'm your host today, Charlie Kale. I'm a former Division I soccer player as well as a professional soccer player. This podcast is to talk about the mental health following sports because I believe that it's just as important after sports as it in, is when you are in sports. So today, before we get started, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and giving it a listen. If you're able, I'd love if you could leave a review and follow us on the social media pages. So to get started today, I'm so thankful to have on a very special guest, someone that is from the Toledo community and someone that I've heard lots of great stories about and lots of great stories about his athletic career. I'm so thankful to be able to bring on other athletes who could talk about their experience and hopefully lend a new perspective on life after sports and how their experience has been with the transition from sports into the, possibly the real world. So to get started today, I have the special guest on, Todd Mitchell. He is a former Purdue basketball player as well as a professional basketball player. So Todd, thank you so much for taking your time to come onto the podcast to hopefully help other athletes through this struggle. Hey, no problem. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thank you. University. Okay. Well, Todd is a former Purdue University player in the Big Ten, and then I also read that he had a few um, championship titles while he was playing, and he also got first team all Big Ten, which are amazing accolades to have within college. So can you explain a little bit about those in your experience when you were playing in Purdue? Well, um, I'd like to, you know, even back up a little bit further, even coming from high school. Yeah. Um, Coming from high school, we we were very successful in high school. Went twenty seven and one. Wow! Won the state championship in Toledo in basketball, and then um, went on to uh, to Purdue. I never really thought from the beginning. I never really thought that um, I was going to have a chance to play basketball at that level. Um, but uh, uh, I was I was lucky enough to be able to have an opportunity to go to Purdue and. Uh, people didn't think I was going to succeed at that level, uh, but uh, as we all know, and you know uh, very well, you know it all comes down to hard work. You know, some talent, you know, talent is probably twenty five percent of it. The rest of it is, uh, you know, grit and grind. You know. Yeah, I definitely so. agree with that. If you're able to have the grit and the grind to get into like the level that we both played, the Division One level, and like be able to put in those extra hours and just have the mentality, like continually pushing yourself and continually bettering yourself in a sport, I think you could make it into that level. And it's yeah. definitely not something that's easy and something that definitely takes a lot of time and passion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I was lucky enough when I was at Purdue, I had a very good recruiting class coming in. Uh, uh, there were three blue chip guys, including myself, oh. another player named Troy Lewis, another one from Chicago named, uh, Everett Stevens. Troy Lewis was Mr. Basketball in Indiana. Wow. Uh, Everett was a runner up to Mr. Basketball in Illinois. He was out of Chicago. Uh, so we had a pretty good class. Um, we were there for four years. Um, we won, uh, big 10 titles, uh, our junior year, then won it back to back our senior year. We were number one in the country. Um, a good part of that year, my senior year. So we had a lot of success there. Um, but actually, from a pro perspective, I never really gave it any real thought. Just like, um, just like in um, uh, my high school years, 
and never really gave it much thought in regard to being a pro player. Um, I was there to get my education, graduated in four years, uh, but I had an opportunity to go try out for the World Games, and I made that team. Then um, I was the alternate on the Olympic team. Wow. So at that point, I thought that having practiced and played with a lot of the best, um, I had a great opportunity to uh, play at the next to to play at the next level. Yeah, those so, are some great opportunities uh, to play yeah. for sure. And definitely build you as a character and build you up. And like you said at the beginning, did you ever like have self-doubt then? Because you, like you said, you had a lot of people that didn't think you could make it to that level and you yourself didn't think you could. So do you think like your self-doubt and any like encouraged you to work hard or encouraged you to be a better player because no one thought you'd make it to that level? Yeah, well, when, when, when you don't think that anybody uh, thinks that you can make it to that level, it, it makes you work all, all that, all that much harder to 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 achieve that level and um i think that once you make the jump from the college level to trying to make the uh professional level as you know it 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 has some to do with talent but a lot of it has to do with luck the team you go to what their situation is how they view their team do they want to build with youth do they want to go with more mature people, um, a lot goes into it, not just talent like it does in college. And so you have to be fairly lucky to get that. Um, so some of it doesn't have to do with talent, but to get in the door, you're gonna have to, I had to work hard to be able to get noticed to even get to that point. And once you get to that point, you know, anything can go. I was very lucky to, um, they wanted some youth in in uh in their ball club i played with the miami heat and the san antonio spurs wow. both of which were they were kind of in a rebuilding year so we weren't that great um uh with both of those teams but um uh but that's how i got to professional sports and then i went on i played in europe uh as well for about another 10 years after that and then um and then i i got out of the sport wow well it sounds like like from what I've heard and what you just told me, you've had a very successful career with basketball. And throughout that, did you ever like have doubts that you didn't want to play anymore or you knew like you wanted to keep playing? Because I mean, from my perspective and I know from other athletes perspective, it almost is like your identity is your sport is your identity. And that's what you like see yourself as what other people see yourself as. So like, I'm sure you were always kind of known as like the basketball player out of Toledo. So do you mm -hmm. think like having that identity and kind of all that pressure on you, like aided you in your career or more kind of made you not want to be in the sport so much anymore? Well, I think that um, for me, it was kind of um, a shocker when I got out of the game because I I had a I had an illness that put me kind of out in my um, in my ankle. I had what was called OCD of the talus. I had um, some blood flow issues in my ankle. Had a surgery, and I just didn't have the mobility, explosiveness after that. So that kind of put me out. Yeah, but. Um, after I got out, I had some serious uh, reflecting to do in regard to my career, what I wanted to do after my career, and I made a conscious decision that I didn't want to be known for the next 10, 15 years, 20 years as Todd Mitchell, the basketball player. 
I felt like that was my first life. And then I found a way to, um, I did, a, I did a lot of things in between figuring out what my what real career would be. You know, I bounced around, uh, my own car dealerships. Um, I, I did many things. I worked alongside my father and his construction company, um, managing that, uh, until I figured out what it was exactly that I want to do. And then I found, uh, uh, pharmaceutical sales, which is where I am now, uh, and been for the last, mm, I don't know, 18 years. Okay. Yeah. So I do know the transition, like, especially when it's involuntary, such as you, when you have an injury, it could be very difficult to find like a new path kind of, and find something else you're interested in and a new passion and new hobbies, because you've put so much effort into your sport in like being this basketball player that you are, or for me being the soccer player, I know I put so much effort in like time into being like this player and then something can happen in the career and I think there's a lot of other athletes that listen that are in this like involuntary retirement where they're like not exactly ready to be done with their sport but they kind of have to be done with it and like you said it is a period where you need to like reflect on yourself and be like what really do I want to do and like what do I want to build myself up to be and I think that's where a lot of people struggle and that's what I'm struggling with now and a few of my friends where it's like, oh my gosh, how do I kind of like re-identify as somebody else and like find out what my other passions are? Yeah, I think that that is, that's the tricky space that you're in. I've been in the same space that, that you're in and it's, it's, it's really a difficult place to be um, because you have to find something that can feed that that level of, of competitiveness, desire, um, you're used to structure um, and all those things. And you wanna do something uh, where you can get that winning feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I found for myself in, in sales. Um, uh, I sold pharmaceuticals as a rep for probably 10 years. And then I went into management after that uh where i am now but uh initially um i a lot of the skills that you have as an athlete really do transfer over um your organizational skills your competitiveness skills um your time management uh, all those things are really really good things that will work out in the real world and will make you a real success in whatever career path that you choose and so when people are trying to decide, you know, um, I've been known as, you know, this athlete for all these years, just know that everything that you have done over the last 10, 15 years to become the great athlete that you are, all those skills will transfer in whatever other thing that you decide to do. And you're going to be a success at that. Um, so I would not find something that you're passionate about. But I do think that whatever that will be as an athlete, those people still tend to succeed. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to like know that you have all these like skills that and like characteristics that you've gained through your athletic career that will help you so much in the transition and help you so much in whatever next step you take because you can't always be stuck like known as the same person or even like self identify yourself as the same person because 
your whole life you should be growing as an individual and you should be learning as you're going and just gaining new things as you go and new values to yourself and new goals and if you aren't able to do that because it is tricky it's something you need to continuously work on and something you need to know will get better throughout time it will it definitely will get better throughout time and uh to be honest with you uh, as great a career as I had as an athlete, I mean, I was, uh, um, I'm in the St. Francis Hall of Fame. I'm in the uh, City of Toledo Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame at Purdue. I, but I, I, I rarely talk about that yeah. part of my life. You know, when some people meet me um, or have conversations, go straight to their phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Um, and then they find out all these things and they said, man, wow, you had a great career as, as an athlete. You never talk about it. Well, it's not that I'm um, ashamed of that. It was great, but I've moved on to this other career that I'm really passionate about and have found real success and respect in the career that I have now. And so um, that's kind of the space that I'm in now. You know, I, you know, I try not to be um, I'm dating myself, but I try not to be the Al Bundy of 2023, always talking about the great game that I had in high school. Yeah. Just focusing on what I am now as a person and um, um, explaining to people how they can be better in this space and try to transfer some of the knowledge and ideas that I've had um, growing up in both areas, both athletically and in the corporate world, and try to transfer that knowledge into some of the younger people, some of the younger reps that I have that I manage today. Yeah, I think that's really great advice, especially like for me, I'm like, wow, this is something I need to like think about more for myself and more personally because it is such a difficult transition when you're first out of it. And especially like you said, you didn't know that you were gonna like be done playing and I think when you're right in that situation there's like a lot of emotions going on and a lot of uncertainty going on and just you don't really like know what your next step is and I think everything you've been saying is like a great way to think about it is like you have so much so many valuable things to take on with you and with time these new things will come they will come and I had two years left on my deal when I was out so wow. that was really frustrating, frustrating. yeah Definitely. That's that's kind of where I'm at now, too. I, I have another year left on my deal, so I do have like the option to go back and play. But also I want to be able to walk in 10 years and be able to, you know, be able to still do some sort of athletic stuff, even though I'm not necessarily maybe playing soccer. But it is also a really frustrating thing to go through because you're like, oh, my gosh, this is such a big decision to make. Because the rehab um, and I've rehabbed. Uh, a numerous number of times the rehab for a normal person is one thing a rehab for an athlete that earns a living that's a whole nother thing mm -hmm. like rehab to get to a level of a regular person then you start the 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 long path of getting back to a real athletic level yeah of play you know so <laughs> There's two different areas there when you're talking about rehab. Yeah, and I think a lot of athletes that go through that, especially when it's like could be a career-ending one or it's their senior year of something or it's just something that determines whether they'll be able to play, adds almost another level of pressure onto it and another like type of mindset you need to form and kind of need to like even push harder for yourself than any bef any time before because 
there's just even more uncertainty because you're not sure like oh my gosh if you're in the uh if you're like able to take your fifth year do you take your fifth year if you have your redshirt year do you take that year like it's just a very difficult transition and honestly a really big decision for a lot of athletes to make and you know when i when when, when people talk to me about um you know their redshirt year their fifth year you know a lot of these kids now they have the COVID year yeah um my my response to them is I would always take as much time as I can get for free. Yeah. Because that's allowing you more free education and that that free you can't you don't see it now as a 20, 21 year old, you don't see that as being beneficial. Yeah. But what I do today um in my 50s goes all the way back to the education that I had in my 20s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and what I studied, what I did. And so if you're able to get that extra time and maybe get a master's while you're there for free, um, I would 100 uh, percent agree with that. Yeah. I think also you get lost sometimes with not forgetting that you're also like going through school, but you're almost so focused on the sport that you don't like realize all these amazing things you're like accomplishing such as getting a scholarship to play a sport or having the opportunity to even play in college which a lot of people don't like reach that level and don't have that opportunity so you almost have to like be grateful and remind yourself how thankful you should be to have these opportunities because a lot of people have to pay for college and don't get these amazing like chances to go and get a scholarship while they're playing in school 100 percent. you think that it's kind of um you think that it's kind of a given when you're in that space uh because in high school you know you're 17 18 years old we you know what do you know at 17 right <laughs> um except that people are offering you um opportunities to go to college and 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 not get a bill um but you tend to see how important that was once you get out of college and you have to start paying your own bills then you start to really see uh what a great thing that was yeah um, so I think the earlier people see that, and as a young athlete, you're just hyper-focused on your sport, right? Yeah. Um, wh whereas, you know, if, if you if you can just try to look down the line a little bit, um, you know, you, you, you start to see where you can be um, once the game is over. I remember um, listening to a um, an interview with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was he was in his fifth year, sixth year in the league, and he was already prepping himself uh, for his time outside of basketball. Like people, you know, he won an Oscar when he first retired from basketball that that, that first year out. Yeah. People say, oh, wow, you know, that was great. He's like, I had been working for that, grinding for that for like five years mm -hmm. before, I, while I was playing. And so, we have to remember that even during this sport, you got to start prepping yourself and preparing yourself, doing things like like you're doing with your podcast, or um, people getting internships on the, during the off season, going to work in different areas that they have of interest, yeah. getting yourself ready, because we never know when our time is. Right, my yeah. injury, your injury, you never know. Yeah. I think that's really good advice because a lot of times, at least I know, like from personal, like my personal experience, I didn't really do that. And that's something I wish I would have like prioritized more is like 
thinking about what I want to do after the sport. Like I always knew like, oh, I want to work in business, but I wish I kind of would have um, pinned down more like exactly when I, I want to work on and would have done some internships. So I think that's really good advice to give someone that's either still playing or has to make the decision soon is like start looking ahead and like there's nothing wrong with looking ahead while you're still playing the sport there's nothing wrong with preparing for what's going to come after because the more you prepare the more you'll be ready for it yeah, i mean it's just like when you played right yeah. you know there were certain things that you could do as a uh, 14 year old um but then you continue to work and you become better as a 15 year old right mm -hmm. um as a 16 year old and so on and so forth you know you're continuing to that maturation process of growth mm -hmm. you know as an athlete you know you're a heck of a lot better now at your age than you were at 17 right i hope cool. so <laughs> <laughs> you hope right um but it's because you were prepping for that at 17 18 you know, you had goals. And so to achieve those goals, you were out and uh, you were out in the field and you were grinding, you were getting ready for it. You're in the, you're in the weight room, you're doing all those things to get you to that level. And it's, 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 it's no different than um, being in the workforce. Okay. You know, all those things, you're just prepping in a different way. Yeah, and I think that, that, like I said before, that's really good advice, especially for athletes, because you're not always necessarily like being told those type of things when you're in school to like to prep for the, the workforce or to prep for like going into medical school, medical school, let's say you're always like focused kind of on the now. And it's kind of what's like embedded into your brain, like focus on the game tomorrow, focus on practice tomorrow. But you also need to like sit down and take the time to focus on what's going to happen when you're done, because that that's going to determine what your career is for a pretty long time and determine like what you're going to be doing for the next stage of your life. Yeah, I, I just read it. I just read a great article on um, I think the kid's name Aaron Kraft that oh, went to. Uh, oh, went I saw to that Iowa. actually. How did you see that? I didn't read it, but I did see that. School. Yeah, he's going to med school. Um, you know, he, he's 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 a prime example. He he played, I don't know, four, five, six years overseas. You know, made some money. He played in the in that basketball tournament. I think they won that. He made him some money, and he got out. And uh, using some of that, going to uh, med school, and yeah. that's going to take that's going to carry him for the next <laughs> I don't know forty years. Yeah. So um, he, obviously he was prepping for that. Yeah. And he was he had that in his mind all along. Yeah. And I also think even if you're not necessarily prepping for it, there's like no exact timeline that you need to be hitting. So if you like are struggling with the repurposing yourself right when you're done and finding the transition out, there's like you can't really put like a dead set timeline on anything because otherwise that like might backfire and you might get really disappointed with yourself and not think you're able to reach these goals. But there's like no exact timeline to hit and you need to be kind with yourself still and know that something will come as long as you put the hard work in kind of similar to your sport like the hard work you put in something will come out of it oh no question i mean i bummed around for three and a half years maybe four years doing different things trying to figure out where my passion was um where my talent i felt like would excite me and okay. found the right niche so yeah there's 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 no absolute timetable time frame for that so don't put pressure on yourself with that you know just um you know, you may there you may try two or three different things before you find what your niche is, and that's okay. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's also something I'm going through right now at the moment. So I think that's really good advice for anyone else that is listening that is going through this transition. Give your time, like, give yourself the time to go through it. You're going through a huge transition. You're finding what your new identity is. You're finding out what your new passions are. You're finding out what your new hobbies are, which isn't always easy. Like you just said, you're going through a bunch of different things to see what your actual passion is so and that takes time it's not something you could just do in a few months it's something that will take a few years to accomplish yeah that's 100 percent correct so on top of all that do you think when you were playing basketball that's what brought you happiness because i just know like when i was playing that's what kind of made me happy and i think the transition to find like what makes me happy now it couldn't be difficult at times so do you know like any ways to kind of cope with that or any tips on that? On being uh, being depressed or... or um, like being, kind of finding your happiness through your sport and then maybe not like being able to play anymore. So you have to find a new happiness kind of. You know, I, I think that um, it's a difficult transition as, as we all know. And I think the number one thing is just trying to do something that um, it's difficult to find. I will say it's difficult to find because uh, sport is a very physical activity, right? And your success comes from those physical activities, you know, being able to dominate your opponent, the euphoria when you win, you know, uh, the heartache when you lose, but getting back out there and, um, still giving it your all, uh, continuing on that grind, on that road to success. Um, and there's something to be said about that from a physical standpoint. Um, but now, once you get out, you have to, you know, you're still trying to find that great feeling, but with your mind, with your brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not able to, you know, set a screen on someone. I'm not able <laughs> to... You know, you're not able to block someone, yeah. check someone, you know, but um, a lot of these things, you can find success with your mind. And so, um, like I said earlier, that's why you have to try different things and don't be afraid to try different things. Um, and that's where I feel like you'll find that happy place. Um, but no doubt it's difficult because that's all you've known for the majority of your life yeah right and mm-hmm. so you're trying to become a different person and that's not an easy task when you've be- been a certain person if you're like 25 years old and you're getting out of the sport you spent 20 years in that sport yeah 20 years so to be able to have to make a right turn at that point in your life it's going to be difficult. No question about it. There's going to be some downtime. There's going to be a little bit of depression. There's going to be some of that. Uh, but trust me, you will come out better on the other side. It just may take a little bit of time, but you cannot allow yourself to get down because you can't find it. Um, I'm living proof. You can find it and you can (laughs) succeed and you can thrive. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's amazing that you're able to like find this new way to thrive and this new way to like mentally be happy with yourself. And like you said, you've been playing a sport for so much of your life and now you're on to a new chapter of your life 
and there's nothing wrong with that. It's time sometimes to move on and start the new experience in your life. Like everyone grows up. You're not going to be the same person you were when you were five, when you're 10 and when you're 15. Like this is just another chapter of your life where you're learning more about yourself. You're learning mentally, maybe how to handle yourself in a different way. Not so harsh, maybe as like an athletic standpoint and trying, mm -hmm. like you said, to find these new passions and hobbies and what else can bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's 100% true. And, um, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm proof of that. I think it can happen. It can happen for you. I've seen, uh, some of my, um, uh, colleagues and teammates go through the same process. And, um, the one thing that I wanted to prove is, you know, and I don't berate anyone for, you know, making a second career out of coaching yeah. or announcing. I I announced basketball. I worked for the Big Ten Network for okay. five years before it, uh, when it first started um, doing games and doing studio work. But for me, my goal was to, I wanted to separate myself and prove that I could do something else yeah. with my degree that I went to school for all that time that didn't have anything to do with my sport. Yeah. And I wanted to just to prove myself to myself that I could do that. Yeah. Um, and not saying it's simple by any means to coach um, because it's not. I've also coached AU basketball for many years. Um, uh, I've talked about the game, like I said, on the network. That's not an easy task either. Um, but I just wanted to sh prove to myself that I could do something without having, you know, 35 years of basketball knowledge yeah. to do this job. I wanted to start fresh and prove myself I could do something that I had no knowledge about. That's and actually that exactly where I'm at right now because everyone's like, you should coach, you should like go into training. And I'm like, I have, I'm, I'm just more than just an athlete and I want to prove to myself and I guess everyone else that like I can do other things and I have passions and other things and I know I'd be a great coach but like I'm also ready to start a career in something else and there's nothing like you said there's nothing wrong with going into coaching and with training the youth because that's also a way to stay connected to the sport and stay connected to something you've been like with for so long but at the same time you want to like prove to yourself that you could do something else. Uh, 100%. I mean, I, I ran a basketball camp there in Toledo for 25 years. Wow. 25 years we had basketball camp. It was myself and another um, individual, Dennis Hobson, who was a great ball player there. And this is when Jim Jackson, we started that camp. Jim Jackson was still at Ohio State playing. And then when he left Ohio State, he joined us. And it was the three of us. We ran basketball camp for 25 years. Wow, that's amazing. And then... Um, so in a way, you know, we're still staying, we were still staying connected mm -hmm. to the youth. Um, that way for me, you know, obviously Jim is announcing, Dennis is um, the basketball coach there at Lords, right? Doing okay. a great job. Both of them doing an excellent yeah. job um, at their perspective um, opportunities. And I just decided myself personally to go on a different path. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did that. Um, and I support their efforts and their careers as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's going to definitely like take their own path when they're done. And basically anything that you could do to just find your happiness and find something else you're passionate about. And as long as you're like still getting that like endorphins and like the, the, um, euphoria from the new stuff you're doing and 
being able to bring that out of yourself, I think that's amazing, no matter what you find your new passion in. So just to finish off, I want to ask if you have like any top tips or anything I didn't mention that you think would be good for someone that's repurposing themselves after sports. Um, I would say one of the one of the most important things is um, when you're trying to turn that corner is you need to really take a introspective look at yourself, who you are as a person, what is important to you, what do you truly feel passionate about? Um, and it doesn't have to be um, uh, one specific type of job. Yeah. You know, where do your passion lie? Do your passions lie with um, teaching? Do your passions lie with some sort of competition? If, if you're a competitive person, like a lot of athletes are, that's why a lot of them go into sales. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, I've, I've, I've hired um, more than my share of athletes in, uh, in sales because I know how they're wired, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, do you, do you really feel like you have a real passion for helping people? Do you want to... You know, do you want to be uh, a psychologist? Do you want to be a physician or a physician assistant? Or You know, there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. So I think the number one thing you have to do is just take a look at yourself and try to see who you are as a person. You know, what makes you feel good every day? Helping yeah. people, teaching people, um, those kinds of things. And then take a look around and see what things offer that kind of opportunity and it doesn't have to necessarily be about sports like i said it can be a lot of different things there's many different things out there so i i feel like that would be the number one thing that i would do and then as an athlete we always have we're lucky right we have opportunities and know people uh that you know a lot of people don't know just because of our sport yeah and you this is the time where you take advantage of those relationships and build those relationships while you're a player as well. And then so when you're done, you can reach back out to those folks and um, they will help you move forward. Yeah, I think that's really great advice to like, like you said, sit down and see like what really inspires you and like who, what you want to be part of and what you want to work with and why. And those could be really difficult questions to answer, but there's nothing wrong with taking the time to figure those out because that is something that's really important to like, reach your goals and reach just like new new heights kind of so i think that was really great advice well yeah. todd thank you so much for coming on to the podcast i think you really like brought a new perspective onto here and some new tips that haven't been like said on to the podcast and just new ways to repurpose yourself after in that there's nothing wrong with like be finding an identity outside of the sport and that you don't need to be connected to it forever and there's absolutely nothing wrong with still being connected with the sport and following your passion with the sport so i think everything you brought on today was really great advice something i'm going to take to and take time to think about and i'm just so thankful that you're able to come on to this podcast well thanks i i, I really appreciate it and i think this is a great topic to discuss and 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 i hope not only yourself but others who listen will um We'll take some of that and hopefully it can help others. And uh, I just want to say good luck in the rehab process. Thank you. I know it's a daunting thing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, you'll get through that and you'll come out on the other side. 
Well, thank you so much. Once again, if you guys are listening, I'd love if you could leave a review, follow us on all the social media pages to stay up to date with our posting. And once again, I hope you're having a good time repurposing yourself and you're not struggling too much with that. Thank you. Thank you.